welcome to the Sacred Springs Podcast, a podcast where we explore the wisdom of earth, spirit, and the wisdom within. I'm your host, Melissa Grace. Hello, guys. Welcome. I'm so happy to have you here. This is a really exciting time for me as this is the first podcast of my new podcast. So today we're going to talk about self-compassion and perfectionism and how these two play together and kind of my experience lately about having compassion with myself and letting go of perfectionism. So I just want to invite you guys to take a few deep breaths with me um, so we can center ourselves and really come to a place um, where we're using our highest guidance. So just take a deep breath in and out. In and out. One more, in through the nose, out through the mouth. So, yeah, self-compassion. I, um, last week, I had a tough week, so I'm, you know, launching this business and, um, I just took in my niece and moved into a house that needs a lot of work. And I just, I, in my daily life, I have a lot going on. I like to um, be as self-sustaining as possible and kind of um, shape my habits and my world around what is most honoring to the earth as well as to myself. And yeah, so these are like really big things, especially when we talk about like businesses and um, just life in general. Everyone has their own goals and aspirations and things in life that are really important to them. And it's so easy to get caught up into these goals and aspirations and to really... um, be hard on ourselves, you know, that tendency to have this ideal, this even to-do list in our head, like if this isn't done, that this means it's not good enough or that I'm not good enough. And it's so easy to be hard on ourselves. Um, Yeah. And so this season of fall to winter is really like this drawing in time anyway. So All of these goals, all of these aspirations, they're really great things, um, but not at the expense of ourself. So I was having a tough time. I was kind of mad at myself. I I had kind of lost my cool with my husband. I kind of yelled at him and was upset with him, and I was really hard on myself the next day, and um, we went hiking and the next morning and oh my goodness when I was walking 
through these huge cedars. Oh my gosh, this cedar forest was so gorgeous, of course, with a spring running through. And I just felt this deep sense of compassion. I felt it from the trees, from the spring, like, you know, they don't have any goals but to just be. And that I was just flooded with this sense of self-compassion. And this season of fall and winter, the stillness and the reflection can really help us extend that grace on ourselves, that we take this self-compassion and the compassion that most of us give to others and we just draw that in. And the deeper that we can be compassionate to ourselves and compassionate to our plight and our own experience without getting caught up in perfectionism of our goals and what we need to achieve, then we can move outward from there and extend that compassion to everything and everyone else. Self-compassion is a way for us to be deeply connected to ourselves and the world around us. I know that when I'm compassionate with myself, when I'm really tuned in to my own being and having grace for myself, that I am so much more observant to the world around me. I feel so much um, coherence with the world around me when I have compassion for myself. If I'm being hard on myself, there's no way. I get angry at others very easily. I find myself irritated. I find myself unable to connect meaningfully with the world around me. And I know that this is true for many of us. So, you know, extending this grace upon ourselves, our minds have these ideas of what we should be doing, right? This is a very mind-driven thing, should. We should be doing X, Y, or Z. And really these shoulds um, are almost that perfection, right? A should is like, oh, here's the ideal. I should be at this ideal. I should be perfect. And shoulds are um, deeply disconnecting. Perfection is deeply disconnecting. No one around you is perfect. So by you having the standard of perfection on yourself, by us having this standard of perfection on ourself, we disconnect ourselves from those around us you know, whether we know it or not, if we have that, uh, that subconscious or conscious standard for ourselves, we are going to mostly subconsciously expect that of others. We're going to expect others to be perfect and they aren't going to be. No one is perfect. That isn't part of this experience. I think there are momentary perfections and those usually lie in deep acceptance of what is and simply being. So deep compassion for ourselves is allowing ourselves to simply be, to just simply exist without a... um, 
without an objective, without a goal. You know, it's a really healing thing to just allow yourself to exist. And also having deep compassion for where we've come from and where we're at. Modern life is no joke. It isn't. There's some beautiful things about being alive right now. There are some deeply beautiful things about being alive. But our journey right now, it's one, it's a tough one, you know, it's tough. There are a lot of challenges about being alive today and being so disconnected. And each of us has our own journey. So being compassionate towards our journey and where we are at and the experiences that we have been through. Yeah, I am continually having to turn inward and using this, um, winter time, this fall to winter time now to really, really embrace that, um, of just like deep acceptance of what is that stillness that allows us to really just be with what is and that deep acceptance that like, Hey, where I'm at, look at what I've come from. Look at what I've been through. Um, and all of us has been through some sort of trauma being alive today is kind of just walking out our door can be traumatic, you know? Um, so that deep compassion for yourself, just moving towards away from perfectionism and towards compassion. So yeah, it, when I was in that forest, I just felt the stillness and the stream and the freshness. And I guess that's what compassion feels like for me towards myself and towards others. It's like being in this forest, like this beautiful ecosystem that is just simply is and is pure and clean. That's what deep compassion for myself feels like. And I hope that everyone here can really find a place in nature where they can observe and be a part of that stillness and turn that inward so that you can allow yourself to just be, just be who you are. No list, no goals. So it's like from this um, deep compassion for ourselves that we can move out into the world and move out into our purpose um, and move into connection with the world. I genuinely think that the earth is a very compassionate place. Some may disagree. I've heard contrary opinions, but... If you look at the world around us, there's always an opportunity to start anew. Every morning is a new opportunity. Literally, we get to sleep and wipe the slate clean from the day before. So every day is a new opportunity for compassion. Nature, the world around us, shows us and demonstrates us compassion. And, you know... um, I'm just wanting you all to really embrace this and really like use, use nature to observe compassion. Like where do you see compassion in nature? Where do you see that? And then try to embody that. 
right? That's what being really connected is. We are using our brothers and sisters, cousins, mothers, fathers of the earth, of the natural world to teach us. We're using them to form a relationship and understand just what they are and what they represent and what they give to us. And through that relationship, we can come to a deeper sense of compassion for ourselves. And from that compassion with ourselves, we can move to the world around us. Um, Also, compassion gives us this ability to be in our own flow. And creativity really is dampened by the anger, irritation of perfectionism. So perfectionism says this, perfectionism looks at the goal and says this is what it must look like in order to be complete. And compassion says this is complete on its own. This is okay on its own. And creative flow really is that. Creative flow is looking at something and being with something just as it is and allowing yourself to just be in the process, right? That's creativity is just creating for the sake of or being for the sake of just being. That is true creativity, not looking at the end goal and saying, oh, this product, this end goal is the reason why I'm doing this. So when we can really embrace compassion for ourselves, we begin to then embrace creativity. This can flow from us in so many ways. And speaking of flow, this gives us compassion. Self-compassion allows us to really accept our own flow, our own dynamics, right? We can say, oh, for example, in my life, I have a bad temper. I can be a hothead. I can, I, I'm a deeply emotional person. I'm deeply emotive and I love this about myself. I feel things, happiness, sadness, anger, elation, compassion, all of these deep emotions I feel with such ferocity, all of it, such ferocity, sadness, depression, anxiety, all of it, the good and the bad, I feel so deeply and I used to be so hard on myself about, especially about the anger piece, because I felt guilty about my anger towards other people or those around me. And really, this key of self, this this um, point of self compassion has allowed me to accept that part of myself, and I am so much freer because of it. Does that mean like I just like can blow my gasket at any time and that's acceptable and I can treat anyone the way, like just treat anyone with any, you know, disregard and, you know, treat them poorly? No, that's not how I take it. But there has been such freedom for me by being compassionate, like, oh, this is a part of who I am. I hold compassion for her. I hold compassion for this part of myself that isn't always pretty. And I am finding a flow because of it. And honestly, the part of me that gets angry is also the part of me that's like has vitality and is energetic. And that part of me is so creative. And yeah, accepting her has been, has been so 
deeply satisfying and healing. It's that piece of self-compassion. And so I just leave you guys with this one question. As we wrap it up, just this short little intro, this one question, where can you be more compassionate to yourself? I'm really curious, where can you all be more compassionate to yourself? All right, you guys, this was fun and I can't wait until the next one. Thanks for showing up and remember, self-compassion, it does a lot. Bye now.